Thank you for listening to the Kayfabe Report, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, Cody Wilson, and DJ Hype Train Matt Glass for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews. All that and more on the Kayfabe Report. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Matt, how you doing, my friend? It's been a week. How we doing? Well, it's actually been like four I or five days, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, four or five days. Uh, I had to delay a game last week, but I am phenomenal, like AJ Styles, so to speak. Um, ready to go. I got my nice WrestleMania shirt on tonight. Um, killing it, man. Just killing it. What a week so far. I feel like it's been four days but uh, in the week, but literally we're only sitting at Tuesday right yeah, now. Just nuts. Um, I feel like I've gone through a whole week. I'm already tired. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Well, this week on the podcast, we're definitely going to be do- talking about a few things that happened on during the week of wrestling. And uh, one of them is definitely going to be AEW's Blood and Guts. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've heard about it. What what all do you know about this right now? I did hear that there was blood. And that's about all I know. So, personal opinion, I think that if AEW keeps this trajectory, like, going this way with the product, they will outrun WWE, hands down. It was that good, huh? Oh, my God. So, okay, it was that good until the end. Oh, boy. So... Now was this a was this a pay per view or was just this one match? So okay, so let's just get into or... it. So there was uh, stuff going on online of fans getting pissed off about getting charged eighty dollars a ticket. Some were higher, some were lower, depending on where you were sitting for the match. Now they don't have a rigging crew like WWE does, so they can't suspend it in the fucking arena. Or whatever place it is. It's like an open venue type thing. Um, but they don't have a rigging system. They don't have a crew. Okay. So, for the first hour of the show that was televised, it was taped matches. And those taped matches were shown on the big screen at Fairview's Play, whatever it is in Florida. Okay. And people were pissed because they were charged $80, $40, some whatever price it was for front seat, middle seat, high seat at this place. And they uh, were watching it on the big screen and people were getting complaining. And Tony Khan went out bef- like be- 15 minutes before anything happened and said, if you, this is what's going to happen. If you don't want to sit through this, you can be refunded. Oh, shit. Which is fine. So the actual match that was taking place live was the Blood and Guts match. It was an hour-long match, give or take, with entrances and everything. And it was a war game style match. Except this is like the traditional war games where it's there's a, it's covered in two rings, but there's a ceiling. Okay. 
So it's about the structure's probably about ten, fifteen feet high from floor to ceiling. Um, well, probably probably eighteen feet because they did give them a lot of room from ring mat to ceiling to do high spots and shit. So there was no uh, keeping it close like old war games matches would. But um, it was it was a fucking brutal match. These guys, these ten guys, fucking made each other bloody, battered, bruised. I give AEW shit beyond shit beyond shit beyond shit for all the stuff that they do. But this right here, this match, except the five-minute ending, (laughs) this match is how professional wrestling, professional wrestling should be. Not sports entertainment, professional wrestling. There is a difference. I guess I I guess I have to go watch this because if you're saying that, then they must have put on one heck of oh, a they show, put on one hell except of a for show. the last five minutes. But like I was saying, there's no rigging system, so they couldn't put the thing in the air and then drop it down to the floor. So it was there the whole time. They built it and it sat there the whole it time. It sat there for the first hour. Yeah. Okay. So people were pissed off about that. Sure. The match went for, like, the match was 95% flawless. Until that last 5%. So it's MJF and Chris Jericho on the top of the structure. They're going to recreate, for the most part, uh, Undertaker Rikishi spot from Armageddon 2000. If nobody remembers that spot, because you're looking at me like deer in the headlights right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a six-man Armageddon Hell in a Cell match between Triple H, Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Rikishi, and Undertaker in a multi-layered stupid-ass storyline that went for a year about who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin in 99 from Survivor Series. And this was the payoff for it. Undertaker and Rikishi are at the top of the cell. Vince McMahon doesn't want these guys to f- doesn't want six guys, let alone two guys, fight in the hell in the cell. So he comes in with a, f- a flatbed truck with sawdust on the back of it and tries to tear down the entire cell. That doesn't work, but the truck is still there at the cell door so that, oh, you know, there's going to be a fall spot. Well, oh, come on. Don't tell me he really tossed somebody off of a fucking cell onto a pile of sawdust. Undertaker? Okay, so Undertaker grabs Rikishi. Rikishi, by the way, the fat motherfucker, is up on There's top no of way. the cell. He's not choke slamming him. They called it a choke slam, but this is what happened. He grabbed him by the neck and lightly pushed. <laughs> pushed him off the just, fucking just, cage. Uh-huh. And then all you see is Rikishi, and they... they so the way they shot this was amazing. They shot it from the trucks, like truck down low, and then they went wide. They went to the wide shot. They never showed it close up until the replays, but they still mm-hmm. did it the right way to make it look like that Rikishi just fell right into the fucking flatbed truck 10 feet in the air. Sure, sure. Here's what AEW did. <laughs> Oh, yes. I gotta watch this on my lunch. It's an hour-long match. Good luck. Um, <laughs> okay. 
two lunches. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch the last 30 minutes. It's pretty much the same thing. So this War Games match or Blood and Guts match, you can only win by submission or if the team captain gives up. Right. They didn't do any pinfalls or anything, which was fine. Uh, in the promo before, Jericho said that he, you're, you're going to have to kill me to make me give up. Well, they went with that idea in mind, and MJF was teasing throwing MJ or throwing yeah MJF was gonna throw MJF off the cell. MJF was gonna throw Chris Jericho off the structure, teasing it, and Chris Jericho's teammates all were giving up. They were all surrendering, saying, "Don't do it. We surrender. It's don't do it." And MJF then goes, "Cool, I won. I'm throwing him off anyway." Throws him off. Whee! <laughs> and it, he probably went 8 to 10 feet. Maybe. Maybe a little bit more. All depends on how you look at it. And Into what, though? What did they, what did they throw him into? <laughs> so, just miraculously, randomly, uh, there was a new separate part of the stage. And he went into it. And it was an obvious crash pad because when they go to the close-up shot, and this is this is where Tony Khan's money is going, people. Um, it was cardboard puzzle pieces painted steel. Oh boy! Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go check. Like this he out. literally hit the crash pad, and you saw these cardboard pieces just pop up, and it looked like it was steel grate, but it's like vinyl painted steel grate cardboard pieces. And I'm just like, you fucked this up. <laughs> yeah, like at least have him go through like some plywood that's got foam underneath it or something, right. make it look legit. Here's, here's how I would have done it. I would have kept it all the same. Just the shot would have been from MJF's back, and you would have saw Chris Jericho fall on the side, off the side of the structure. But you would have been seeing him through the cage, like he, like the you would be, he would be on the outside of the cage, but you'd be seeing him like through the fencing, hitting that spot, and then make it like a wide spot at that angle. Don't go to the close up so you can see the fucking vinyl printing on the cardboard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's terrible oh my god I'm just like you guys you guys did this match this was an A match in grade A match it could have been an A plus if it wasn't for the finish that's a bummer but like I'm saying if they keep it in this direction like if they keep blood feuds in professional wrestling like this AEW all the way good for them well, Keep it going. That's all well and good, but everybody knows it's all about the finish, baby. If you can't finish good, oh well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. That's not true. Doesn't matter what you did leading up to. I don't know about you, but you can please a woman with three quarters of an inch. I'm gonna leave that there for you, Cody. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that there. Speaking of trying to please someone with a horrible match, um. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard on his podcast this week um, 
they talked about Backlash 06. And the main event of Backlash 06, like we've talked about before on this podcast, and I wanted you to go watch it, or we're going to have to review it sometime, the match itself. It is Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. (laughs) (laughs) I remember hearing about this shit. (laughs) Well, it's killer. So to preference this storyline, it started with Michaels beating the shit out of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 22. The night after, Vince comes out all bruised, bloodied, and with crutches and shit, and says uh-huh. it was a glorified handicap match. It was Shawn Michaels. It was me versus Shawn Michaels and God. And God. It was a divine intervention. <laughs> and I'm 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 like 14, 15 at the time, and I'm just thinking. I'm a little smart to the business at this time, but I'm still thinking they're not going to try to do an angle with God, are they? They're really not going to go there, are they? Well, they did. And according to Bruce Pritchard, and I quote, uh, it was a bit of a sell, but I think Sean got it. He got the fact that this was a parody and no matter how you get your message out sometimes, I think from Sean's point of view, it's a good thing for him to get his message out and talk about his change and his Christianity beliefs. So I think Sean looked at it as a positive for him and also saw the other side of it with the parody and the entertainment. I don't think it ever got to that point of Sean saying, I don't want to do this or anything like that. So, 2002, Shawn Michaels comes back. He is a reborn Christian. Four years later... Shawn Michaels beats the shit out of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. The night after says that God helped Shawn Michaels at that match. And it was a handicap match. And then the week after he creates his own religion called McMahonism. (laughs) Oh God. It it gets worse. It gets worse. He probably, he probably still practices McMahonism. Well, I don't know about that. They went into a real church. This is the week before Backlash. They went into a real church, a re- like a real cathedral church. Vince McMahon put his hands like this into the holy water, like a cup, puts it in his mouth, and then spits it in the air like Triple H. And does it horribly. I'm pretty sure he's going to hell for that. <laughs> and that's like, that's like one of the the least worst things he's ever done. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that just sets it off right there. He's got to go to hell for that. So one. this is a this is a clear tie with uh, fighting your daughter in an I Quit match like three days before her marriage. <laughs> I mean, it, it's he's, it's kind of up there. <laughs> he's certifiably insane, that man. I'm telling you right now. Okay, so let's see here. Let, let's just go down the quick list of Vince McMahon's crazy batshit ideas. Um. Oh, dude, there's there's no quick list on this. I can make but, one. 
Yeah, do it. Do it. Give us the top five crazy batshit wild things he's done. Um, have women talent on him like he's some fucking masculine god, like he was built from Greek <laughs> mythology. He's a fucking pimp. In front of his children. Um, and that's number five, by the way. That's number five. Number one is worse. Fast- number one is worse than the god angle. <laughs> number four is having grown men kiss your ass on live television. Sometimes yeah, in a drunken stupor. Number three, fighting your daughter in an I quit match for her job on the line three days before she's marrying Triple H. Way to go, Dad. Number two, the God Angle. Number one, being in the director chair telling Eric Bischoff to kiss your daughter harder (laughs) while she's engaged to Triple H. Jeez Louise. And I quote from Eric Bischoff, Eric, you gotta get in there. You gotta grab her by the butt. You gotta grab her by the back and pull her in and just full on make out with my daughter. (laughs) That was pretty good, Cody. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, I'm hearing this on Bischoff's podcast and I'm just like, what? (laughs) <laughs> this was the Halloween special in 2003 where Bischoff came in under the Vince hood and <laughs> he just makes out with Stephanie. And that was it. That was the end of it. That's, that's so weird. R- right? And you know what? I take that back. That's number two. Take the divas off to number five. Like move everything down now. Number one. Number one. Putting your entire family in a storyline where you want to divorce your life, have her in a comatose state while fucking Trish Stratus, while Stephanie doesn't know whether to be with her mom or fight with Trish Stratus or be Trish's friend, and your son just took over WCW. Jesus. By the way, Shane taking over WCW was not needed for that plot twist. There's always something that's not needed with the McMahons. It was Shane versus Vince because he was fucking with Linda. He was making, he literally took Trish Stratus, made out with her two feet away from Linda McMahon, pretending to be in a comatose state in a wheelchair. This was the height of the Attitude Era. This is the, that's some of the wackest shit I've ever heard. And then, how you gonna, and then the go home raw, just for shits and giggles, Shane buys WCW. (laughs) Like, what? That was unneeded. You already had an unneeded storyline with Vince fucking Trish Stratus practically in front of Linda. Damn. But now you have the storyline where you literally bought your competition in real life and Shane now just buys it underneath you for because rivalry. 
that's weird. But back to Shawn Michaels, <laughs> because. Oh yeah. <laughs> we went on a tangent. There. I did a little bit, just a tad bit. Vince and Shane come out, and then Vince says, "We're gonna have the Spirit Squad come out and be onlookers to this match." And then Shawn Michaels comes out. And then, quote unquote, God. It was a white light. That was it. (laughs) Now, please tell me that this white light whipped the ass of the Spirit Squad all over the place. Because that would have been hilarious. Could you imagine a spotlight just going around kicking the shit out of somebody? They're like, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) You joke? Like, you joke? But I bet you that was fucking pitched in the writer's room. <laughs> if it wasn't, I should have been in that room because that would have been hilarious. Oh, Vince would have gone at you and looked, it just would have looked right at you and gone, that's such good shit. Oh, that's such good shit. Great idea. Give this man a raise. Well, I <laughs> probably wouldn't say that. Wait. But... Wait, who's this man? Where'd he come from? <laughs> he don't know where anybody, he don't know who the hell's working for him. Shit, he probably don't even know that Eva Marie's back. That's the only reason she's back, because he doesn't know yet. Wait, why does Mandy Rose have pink hair? (laughs) Did she get taller? Here's the problem with that. He actually, he's actually done that before. So, for those of you who remember the first season of NXT when it was a game show, and one of the contestants was, quote-unquote, a contestant, Michael Tarver. He asked a question in the locker room back in 2008, 2009, or 2010, I'm sorry, wrong year. He asked a question, and Vince went, well, I don't know, Shelton. That's not Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yo. Oh, is this on video? Uh, yeah, look up Hornswoggle's uh, shoot interview for kayfabe <laughs> uh, d- uh, commentary or kayfabe documentary or something like that. I'll have to look that it, up. That's so it funny. Is, I'll find it and probably send it to you. It, it is one of the fu- most fucked up things I've heard Vince do. Oh, my God. I don't know, Shelton. <laughs> And my name's not Shelton. Nobody said anything. That's the thing. Everybody just took it in stride. <laughs> they just let they him just go. Let Vince be an old man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Vince has lost it. Let him go. It's like holy shit. There's no way that's real. <laughs> oh god. But no, pretty much that was that's a glorified seven-on-one handicap match. Yeah, it seems that way. Did he win? Who, Michaels? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won like I just lost 200 pounds miraculously from taking a shit. That... <laughs> yeah, he won all right. He fucking won, like, getting his ass beat award. That's what he won. And yeah. the best line of the night was after Michaels lost, JR goes off the air saying, Oh, my God, 
Michael's loss to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit squad. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, that's I'm awesome. like, you've got to be kidding me. Holy they shit. They worked on that one for a week and a half. They they definitely planned oh, that. Yeah. Nobody just comes up with that shit out of their ass. Good lord. <laughs> the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit squad, baby. Oh my god. Speaking of... Wow, Jesus Christ. Speaking, speaking of things coming out of their ass, uh, WWE announces with Peacock and John Cena the new WWE Evil series. So pretty much uh, John Cena will be narrating this and he's an executive producer on the project. Uh, he says for every good guy, there has to be one bad guy and WWE has created some of the best bad guys and ladies in the history of entertainment. It's pretty much going to be like an inside documentary on how they did their thing. Like doing mind games or anything of that sort. Yeah, when you said WWE thing out of their ass, I definitely thought you were going with Angel Garza and the whole rose up the ass thing here. But, oh well. I, I want to try to keep that out as much as I can, honestly. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that because it, it's a portray on Jake the Snake, and I fucking hate that they're doing it that way, honestly. <laughs> uh, no, man, that sounds fun, though. When does that start the uh, the evil thing. Uh, there is no specific time on it yet, but um, they everybody they will keep us updated through tweets and through social media. So it 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 sounds like it's going to be a good idea. I mean, it's pretty much going to be like their uh, oh, what was it? Oh, it's going to be like some sometimes somewhat like the ruthless aggression era. Uh, documentary, or probably like the Monday Night War documentary, like they're gonna go through different characters or different things that set everybody apart from the rest. I gotcha. So I I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, what kind of uh, what kind of documentary like that would you like to see that hasn't already been done? Um, I'd like to see. I know it sounds kind of odd, but I'd like to see more of the ins and outs of like. Um, the setup, like the cruise, the pyro, the technology behind it all. Cause you got to think about it. it. It's not as simple as, is what some people think. Like there's so much that goes into us mm-hmm. being able to enjoy it on TV or when we go and see it live. Right. I'd like to see more of the, the behind the scenes, the, the actual like workers of the WWE. I think it'd be cool to see something like that. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I think that'd be awesome. Like, um, how about like WWE on the road and you get to see some of the crews travel on the road day after day after day. You know, when you go to these live shows, there's semi after semi after semi. Oh yeah. There's like, I think it's like eight or 10 semis right now that they, well, they used to going across the road, but I don't know what they do now. I think that would be cool. WWE on the road. I think it would be fun. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That that would that that would be something I would definitely watch and see uh, going forward because it, it, they need more content. They need something that will drag or that will con- consistently get to the viewer's eye that they want to see. Well, we could just we could just stop our day jobs and we could go on the road and uh, we could film it ourselves. 
We could go to every show. I mean, I think it would turn out glorious. It'd be great. Yeah, let's just let's just up and quit shit. I got two kids and a wife. You got a wife. Yeah, let's just up and quit shit and then just fucking try to support our family on Doritos and nothing. <laughs> oh, they'll be alright. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be they'll fine. We'll both be divorced by the fucking end of the year. <laughs> it won't even fucking have to matter oh. that. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I need I need her health insurance. That won't happen. We'll make sure. With I'll send her postcards and shit. You know. Oh shit! <laughs> Love you, babe. Oh shit! She'll be listening to this on Friday, shaking her head. Oh my god! So, uh <laughs> wow. Speaking of not fucking up, um, <laughs> great segue. <laughs> fucking, holy shit. Damien Priest says WWE told him he'd be done if he'd mess up the Bad Bunny opportunity. So, he recently spoke to Sporting News Australia about a variety of of topics, including what WWE told him about his opportunity with Bad Bunny and reveals a conversation Triple H had with him about the Royal Rumble. Here are the highlights of it. Um, How WWE told him that if he messed up the opportunity he would be done yes it does give me confidence it goes both ways i can put in all the work i want but obviously i also need the company to believe in me and have my back a lot of people were honest with me and told me listen you can't blow this because if you do you're done all i said was you're giving me the opportunity i'm going to do everything to my abilities and knock this out of the park i knew i had to put in the work so give me the opportunity and i will do my end it goes both ways and i think we both deliver delivered so we brought our audience a product worthy of them being entertained and being happy to watch <sighs> I mean that's a lot of pressure for a, a young kid to say this is your opportunity you fuck up you're done mm-hmm. especially a kid as talented as Damian Priest is Oh, for sure. I think that he definitely has uh, done his part. I think they need to get him away from the Miz and Morrison. I think that that's just this has just gone on way too long now. At this point, oh yeah, should have just been done. Should have just been done at WrestleMania when Mister Bunny won there. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that Damian Priest would be awesome. Like, I can just see really cool matches for him. Um, you know, with with people such as Sheamus being the United States oh, champion, that would be a killer or, match. Right, exactly, because Sheamus is such a great worker, um, and he's got so much experience. And then you've got this guy, uh, Damian, who is—I mean, he is really cool. I've—I I've, got to see him live at an NXT show in Buffalo, and damn. It was cool. The entrance was He's cool. impressive. He's action-packed. Yes, very much so. Um, I want to see him in the ring more. I definitely, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to, what they're going to do with him, how he's going to end up, but I could definitely see him winning a, a couple uh, lower card championships in the near future here. Excuse me. Do you think he has potential to be world champion? Definitely. Oh, yeah. But... Every, it seems like everybody starts by catching some of these lower card championships first. Um, the one thing I don't want to see them do is I don't want to see him 
uh, become tag team champion. I don't want him to take. Wait team a minute. Up. Okay, let let's backtrack here. You think everybody that's held the WWE Championship has held a mid card title? I'm not saying that. Uh, what I'm saying is, is I don't see him just getting thrown into a heavyweight championship, whether it's the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. That's just not going to happen. Oh, I can see him get thrown straight into that. I can totally see him get thrown into that spotlight between Lashley, McIntyre, Reigns, Cesaro, Rollins, Owens. You know. Nah. It's all, no. None of that will work. I'm telling you right now. But if it does, then I'll eat my words. But I could see him going for one of the lower card titles within the next three months. And, you know, let's go from there. I don't I don't see him going right after a heavyweight title, no. I mean, I could, but it'd be interesting. All right, so then spin it for me. How does how does this all this bullshit end with the Miz? And then where does he go from after Backlash? How's it going to how's oh, just it going to challenges Lashley right after the fucking championship match. Like on Raw the next night, Priest wins, says, "Hey, I beat the former WWE champion that you beat. I want a title shot." You really think they're just going to end this whole Miz thing? Oh, fuck yeah. They have to. They're not going to punish. There's no reason to keep it going. The fucking match at Backlash this Sunday is a Lumberjack match. Yeah, they they shouldn't and they can't keep it going, but they're terrible at fucking making shows right now. It's been going since Rumble. January, February. Well, hold on. Rumble was at the end of the month. February, March, April, May. That's a four-month rivalry that's continued on from a celebrity rival. So, yeah, it this is done. It should have been done already. That's what I'm telling you. They're, they're dragging it out too far. It wouldn't surprise me if they drag it out some more. No, that's fair. I mean, I don't think they should. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. No, you're right. But I don't think they should. I think this right. match is be-all, end-all. At Backlash. Miz doesn't need the win. It should be, yeah. As much as I'm a Miz fan, he doesn't need the win. Miz has already proven that he is... You know what? Honestly, I'm going to say this right now and people can bitch at me. I don't really care. I'll see you guys in the comments and start writing back. I think Miz is GOAT. Personally. Fuck Cena in his title reigns. Fuck Flair in his title reigns. Fuck both. Fuck both of their technical work. Fuck everyone's technical work. I think Miz is goat because he has taken the most hardship out of anybody in this company, and has proven to everyone to fuck off. I'm here to stay. I've been here to stay. I am trustworthy and I am reliable. Definitely. That's that's what upsets me about the short WWE Championship run uh, recently because I think that he's one of the hardest workers that WWE's ever seen. And I'd like him to have a title. He's he's so good on the mic. He, uh, he I wish he had a title right Here's now. Here's the thing. He, and I agree with him himself, he says he doesn't need a title to be relevant. He can make somebody else relevant by giving the title. Yeah. And that's fine. His eight-day reign was the most important eight-day reign in that championship history. 
my opinion. Because not only did it, did, it was it was a it was a credible reason for him to become the champion, but it was also a logical reason for him to lose the championship. Let's face it, Lashley could probably bench press a bus. No way, Miz is beating his probably. ass. Fair, cheating, nothing. No way, Miz is beating him. I don't know. Miz has beat a lot of guys, man. Yeah, but Lashley's a fucking roided out motherfucker. You don't think that one thing pisses him off? He's gonna go fucking fly off the handle and kill Miz? Logically, it makes sense. I don't know, man. So, logically, who's taking this title off of Lashley, then? Save it for Keith Lee? Maybe? Save it for Damian Priest? Save it for a young guy? Save it for somebody who needs the rub? Fucking McIntyre doesn't need another championship run for a little bit. That's fine. Strowman sure as hell does not need it right now. Keep the title on Lashley until fucking Survivor Series for all I care. Fuck, let him have it till Mania next year. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I just hope that he defends it all the time. But it's going to take somebody coming back that I don't like probably to take that title away. So. Speaking of somebody coming back that nobody likes, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Again, seg- segues are hard, especially to eat. Um, <laughs> Charlotte Flair came back after WrestleMania. She's been bitching, moaning, being her heel self. That's fine. This past Monday on Raw, Alexa Bliss shows up in the middle of a six-woman scuffle in the middle of the ring. She said she has an eye on someone. Well, they kind of hinted at it at the end of the fucking match when Charlotte won or did or did something in the match. I didn't necessarily quite get it how they ended it. But it but but from the tease that they did between her and Alexa Bliss, I am assuming there's going to be an actual storyline between Bliss and Charlotte. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I'm totally down. I want to see Alexa wrestle again because she's one of the best. Agree to disagree, but okay. Dude, you know when she was champ, it was entertaining as hell. I would have rather have Charlotte Flair. Dude, Charlotte is so boring. It's always the same bullshit. She's the daughter of Ric Flair, and that is all. Wow. The, some someone, anybody, someone got their fucking bowl of hatos today. Jesus Christ. No, I ran out of bootios. But anyway. they make sure you uh, ain't booty. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, tell me how you really feel about Charlotte. Don't sugarcoat this shit. Dude. I just feel like, honestly, she's going to end up tying and or beating her father for title runs, or title reigns, rather. And I feel like it's just handed to her because of the name. Um, I don't think that she has earned all this spotlight and all this queen fucking shit she can pull. Um, She looks like shit nowadays. She used to be pretty. 
when she first started and she was like with the four horsewomen or whatever that bullshit was. I don't know, man. It's whatever, dude. I just don't think that she is how as good as she, you know, puts her chin up in the air to be. Welcome to the character. <laughs> Welcome to who Charlotte Flair is. Welcome to how they fucking portray her. It's the point. She's supposed to be handed everything. She's practically a fucking god. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody is the god around here. There's only one god, and it ain't none of them fucking superstars. Vince McMahon fought against him. He should know. The fact you just went there. A, I appreciate it because <laughs> it's who you, you are. But at the same time, I have to think of it this way. Shirley Flair, the way she's portrayed in the business is exactly how she should be portrayed in the business. She is literally wrestling royalty. And the fact that she hasn't tied her father's record is a testament to how far WWE is willing to wait to do it. You know, when you call her wrestling, wrestling royalty, what the hell even makes Ric Flair royalty? Get the fuck out of here. There was, there, he should have never been a 16 time champion either. WWF twice. Trash, trash, trash. Listen. He survived their plane crash and still wrestled for another 30 years. Listen, I'll survive three plane crashes and I'll still wrestle for 30 years. Come on. Listen, there was not competitors like there are nowadays. So put him in his prime versus most of these guys in their prime now, and he doesn't stand a chance. Okay. Let's see here. Ric Flair in his prime would be facing guys like Macho Man Randy Savage, would be facing guys like Hulk Hogan, Vader, Sting, Cactus Jack, just to name a few. He's had some shit wrestler opponents. I'll give him that. He's he's ran through the gambit just like the rest of them. I don't know, man. You you take Ric Flair in his prime versus The Rock in his prime, John Cena in his prime, Chris Jericho in his prime. I mean, I could go on and on. Randy Orton in his prime, and I'm talking one on one. None of this stupid. Honestly, I still I can I could see it go either way with every single superstar you just named. I cannot see it go one way. I can see it go either way. Because Flair was that good. That's fair, but I just don't think he was that good. And that's your opinion. Everybody has their opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Jesus. It's not like I'm oh, going to sit here and, and be Roman, like, No, you're fucking wrong. Fuck you, man. I'm never going to fucking do another podcast with you again. Fuck this shit. I'm out. And then just click and end the fucking video. No, we're going to sit here, oh. talk like adults, and fucking like be okay with each other. Oh, and Roman Reigns would mop the floor with him, too. Okay, now, see, that's just fantasy booking. Now, it... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it just... Look, my opinion, she is wrestling royalty. Anybody that is a second or third generation superstar is automatically less wrestling royalty. Reigns is wrestling royalty. Rock is wrestling royalty. Orton is wrestling royalty. You know, shit. By the time... Vince's grandkids 
have any sort of age to no, what the fuck am I trying to say here? By the time Vince's grandkids grow up to be like of age to become wrestlers, they'll be the first fourth generation, like either promoters or wrestlers or whatever. Right. You know that that's gonna be that's gonna be the first round of the fourth generation coming in. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. So that's going to be pretty, yeah, that's going to be pretty sweet. But I'm okay. here's the thing. With all of the Charlotte haters out there saying that she should not be in the main event, she should not be just kept on getting championship matches, motherfuckers, that's who she is. She deserves mm-hmm. nothing but championship matches. She deserves nothing but main event spotlight because that's who she is. Sure. And that's the character she's going to play. Right. So you guys can all hate on it, y'all. You can fucking say, well, I hope Alexa Bliss buries this motherfucker. Fine. But you know what? She's a 14-time women's champion, and no one's going to take that away from her. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Or if you're Lilith. (laughs) You know... That dude, that freaking little bow on the freaking swing is just that scares the That's great. shit out of me, and I'm a grown man. <laughs> I love it. It's great. I can't wait to see where this goes. I can, and I'm glad to be waiting because I'm. This is what a storyline is. With people still, no, people are still it's... bitching about the whole fucking thing. I'm good. Let them bitch because it's gonna be great. <sighs> so we're gonna. Take picks real quick for Backlash. We're not going to talk about the matches. We're just going to take picks. So, first up on the docket. Oh, yeah. That's the sweet yes, it is. It? That's great. Sweet. And awesome. we'll, I have a awesome. special announcement Glorious. for everybody that is currently watching. Uh, well, it's, this is currently going to be on YouTube. And just uh, to clarify, last week there was no video because technology-wise... Everything got fucking shot. I was lucky to get the audio out. (laughs) How many times did we get shut off? Two or three times? My computer fried. I don't know what the fuck happened. That's crazy. But thankfully, no issues this week. Hot damn. Um, But we're going to talk about... Yeah, knock on wood. Um, WWE Championship match. Lashley, McIntyre, Strowman. Who you got? I know the build's been <laughs> shit, but we, we, we got to go for it. Yeah. Lashley's going to Yeah, retain. I have Lashley retaining myself. For sure. Um, Universal Championship, Reigns or Cesaro? Reigns will retain for now. Cesaro is the next Universal Champion. I just don't know when. But Cesaro will be Universal Champion. I say Kevin Owens will be the next Universal Champion, but Cesaro will win this Universal Championship match and gives Kevin Owens an excuse to be a heel. You're talking right now? Oh, fuck yeah. We're done? Yeah, Cesaro's winning. Really? I like. I dig it, dude. I'm glad that you have the balls to call oh, f- it, but it's Here's not happening. Here's I look at it. The way that they have the family struggle right now, it's going to play a factor. And in my heart... It's Cesaro. In my head, it's Reigns with a bullshit finish. 
what you you you're on to something there though with their family bullshit mm-hmm. going on that could start a whole thing for a couple few months right and let cesaro go you know let cesaro be the man we'll finally have a face champion a baby face champion that i think that would be cool right. shit uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey women's championship match on SmackDown. Uh, Belair retains. Bailey throws a fit. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's no way Belair does not retain this championship belt because if she doesn't, whoo, they're gonna have a pardon the pun. They're gonna have a lot of backlash from WrestleMania for this shit. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll win. Bailey loses, Bailey throws a fit, but then Bailey ends up winning money in the bank. I don't want her to be a two time. Fuck, have somebody else. Win. I know, but she's Um I agree with you, but I think that's how that's gonna go. I'd be okay with like Natalia winning or somebody like that winning the money in the bank. Like somebody that would be oh, smart God. about it. I just had a bad idea. Oh please do tell. Do tell do tell do tell do tell do tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eva Marie wins money in the bank. Well, my heart on just went out my ass. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it'll just, it'll just make it all because everybody's giving her so much shit. It would just lead to more promos so and sense. more bullshit. You are totally right. It makes sense. And here's here's the kicker: she'll win and cash it in within twenty four hours because that's been the case for for the last three fucking years. <laughs> no, I think she holds it for a long time, honestly. I think she drags it out. Nah, they're going to keep with tradition 24 but, hours later. But that's neither here nor uh, there. Raw's Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte. Who do you got and why? Um, Charlotte, because Rhea and What's-Her-Nuts there don't have any chemistry. Um, I've said before that I don't think that... Uh, What's her nuts? Asuka. Uh, the the Japanese, yeah, Asuka. <laughs> I I know her name, but I just don't like her that much. Um, Holy shit! I, I think well, you 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 had asked who I thought was one of the most overrated, and I yeah, picked you, her a few weeks did. ago. So, um, but there's no chemistry with Rhea and Asuka, and I think Charlotte with the championship again adds to that persona that we just talked about that I don't like. And gives more people opportunity to come back at her. Whether it's Rhea one-on-one after that, cool, to win her title back or something. I'm down with that. But Charlotte wins it. 15-time champion. So, I agree with you with Charlotte, but for a different reason. I see Alexa Bliss interferes and lets Charlotte win. But I thought you said that Alexa Bliss has something against charlotte why would she let her win so she could become champion so she's gonna let her win so that she can challenge her for the title okay i'm i'm with you i'm down with it i'd like to see it anything with alexa bliss anything with alexa bliss and i'm ready to watch it so (laughs) um this one's interesting to me i didn't even know this was going to be a thing uh, Ziggler and Rude versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Which I'm almost guaranteeing Finally. is going to be a kickoff match. I'm okay with it being a kickoff match. That's fine. Whatever it's going to be. But finally, Dominic and Rey become champions together. That's going to be really cool. 
Uh, it's a cool father-son moment, and they're going to win. You see, you, you see what you're doing here? <laughs> Making me twitch. Mm. I hope to God no. I hope Brood and Ziggler keep the titles, and I hope this starts a fucking blood feud between Dominic and Ray. Nah, you'll never see it. Well, the plan is for Dominic to take the mask off of Ray. That's what's always been in the works. Like, that's Ray's retirement. Give Dominic the mask, but in a heel way. Nah, Dominic can't be a heel, man. I just don't see it. I mean, that would be cool if they found a cool way to do it, but nah. Nah. No, 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 no lemon pledge. Um, <laughs> and like we talked about earlier, Damian Priest versus Miz in a lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. Priest wins. You think? Yeah. Huh? I don't know why they put Miz. They put Miz in a lot of uh, lumberjack matches over the years. I think because he's always running away like a little coward. But that's just part of his character. (laughs) I think it's great. I've always, always liked the Miz from the get go. Just because sometimes just the way he is rubs people the wrong way. He just says shit. And that's the way I am. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just say whatever I want and. Well, if it offended my grandmother, I guess, sorry about that, Grandma. Love you. But it is what it is, man. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, like like you said, the Miz doesn't need a championship to be relevant. The Miz doesn't need to win. Um, so the Miz won't win. It's going to be uh, Damian Priest with the win. And I hope that on the Monday Night Raw following, he moves on. He goes right to the next Oh, step. yeah, he, he has to. And, There's no, no reason why they can't. And I hope, I hope Miz and Morrison break up because of this match as well. Oh no, I like them as a team. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I hope they break up. Let's go. Um, I think that's how it's going to be. I think it would be cool to have Priest win. Priest goes on his own path on Monday Night Raw and also on Raw. Yeah, you liked what I did there. And on Monday Night Raw, I hope that Miz and Morrison start to fight. I think it'd be great. That's the title of the episode. Hey, hey, ho, ho, I hope they break up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That, that was good. I can't good. help myself. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to see them break up, honestly. I hope they get a run for the tag titles. Be done with it. You know, I... Let let them if they if they get a run for the tag titles, they better hold the titles for a freaking minute, man. Oh yeah, they'll be good. And for all of you listening, when I say a minute, I mean a long time. (laughs) I spell this out for some people. You have to some days, which sucks, but it is what it is, unfortunately. So this is the time of the podcast. For when we are going to answer some TikTok questions. Oh, glorious. This is good shit. Hey, Matt. 
I'm I'm going through here, so I'm going to ask this question. Oh, I'm I'm listening. I'm ready. DJ Hype Train on TikTok. Hey guys, that's me. Asked, why are we so awesome? Awesome. Like I said, I just say what I say. I ain't even afraid. We are awesome. I'm telling you right now. That's why you guys are listening shameless. to us. That's why you're you watching. You are on shameless. <laughs> Can I say, look at this hair too. The Miz tries to have nice hair like me and shit. I'm telling you. Nice hair like you. He has it spiked. He had it black like that. I hated it. But now that he has it spiked up, I'm, I love it. I love it. I, Listen, I had it I had it spiked first and then I went like this. And he just likes to copy my ass. Don't don't even get me going. I'll tell you. Uh-huh. So are you going to answer why we're so awesome? No, I'm I'm asking you. I'm asking you why we're so awesome. Well, we've been you're the one with friends for many years. I'll say that we've been friends for many years. We met in high school. Um, it it's been a very fun ride, that's for sure. As friends, we've both had we've both had ups and downs. The chemistry is just there, though. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you're like, "Hey, dude, you want to come on to a podcast? It's about wrestling," and I'm like, "Well, who the fuck doesn't want to do a podcast about wrestling?" Well, you'd be surprised. Of course I want to. Yeah, well, they're all a bunch of bums if they don't want so, to anyway, okay? You see that little red there? Delete. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, you are so funny. I think I am, but that's okay. That's besides the point. And for those of you watching on YouTube, Skype has now joined in on the call. Um. <laughs> uh, Travis. Travis Sumter. Super? Snoopter? Sorry for pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he asked, what is a dream match of ours? Other than the obvious ones. I don't have any dream matches. You know what my dream match is? Me versus John Cena. That's what my dream match is. Tell him to stop asking stupid questions. My questions get deleted. Delete that fucking guy's question. Sumter. Whatever the fuck his name was. Dream matches. Now that you're done with your character, are you going to take the question seriously? <laughs> I just said. <laughs> Wait, you seriously? Just, you're, you're, you're serious. You want to do a match with fucking John Cena? I I always said, like, when I was younger, if I was if I was to train to go into the WWE, and you can't laugh at me because you wanted to go into WWE oh, too. Oh, no, I agree. But really, John Cena, of all people? Yeah, he was my favorite of all time, man. Of course, I want to go against John Cena. Just because he was my favorite too doesn't mean I want to have a match with him. Fuck yeah, I want to go against the best of the best. So then you want to go against Oscar? No. I'd like to have a sit down conversation with her and see if I can understand a word coming out of her mouth. <laughs> anyway. You almost made me have water come out my nose, and that would have hurt you, fucker. 
that have been great. Not match, Cody. Uh, you know, a good dream match I could see is Sheamus versus Keith Lee. That'd be fun. Great that match. Hard-hitting bulls, fuck, they'd be going after each other. They'd be worse than Riddle and Sheamus did at Mania. How would it be booked? Would one be a heel and one be a face, or would it just be like two... I don't know. Title versus title? They both had a title at some point? Mm. How would you book how would you book it? I'd probably book it as Keith Lee is the face, Seamus is the heel, their naturals their natural uh roles that they can play. Um Yeah, it is I'm with it. What the fuck happened here? Okay. Ooh, I'm interested. What happened? No, I was just like, what the fuck went on, on TikTok there? Jesus Christ. But um yeah, another uh, another dream match. Uh, and no, I wouldn't have it for title versus title. I would just have it for brute strength. See who's the better man. Maybe a number one contender shot for a championship. That'd be cool. Um, Keith Lee, for sure. Another one, obviously, would be Dominic versus Ray with the mask on the line. I think that'd be a cool dream match. If it were to happen. Well the way that you're talking about it, that's more than just a dream match. That's an absolute possibility. Oh yeah. It's a possibility because that's how Ray wants it. He's said on multiple interviews, that's what he wants to do. He wants uh, Dominic to take over and take the mask from him. Um, What else? I mean, the obvious ones are like Sting and Taker, Hogan, Austin, uh, Cena, Hogan, Cena, Austin. I want to see I want to see The Rock versus Roman I want to see I know that not a lot of people probably want to see it but I do I do want to see that booking just because the way that Roman's carrying himself and all that I'd like to see The Rock knock him down a peg but I just don't know if we'll see The Rock come back into the ring right it's a strong well if it's in Hollywood next year like they're planning or no, two years from now, if they're what they're planning, um, right? I can see Rock doing it. It'll be in his backyard, technically. I'll spin off of this person's uh, fantasy dream match thing here. Um, who could we put John Cena against to officially retire John Cena in no a one. in a final send off? No one. Because what no. he did, what he, what his last match was at, perfect send off, my opinion. He comes back, he ruins. Yeah, but it. that one, that wasn't closure in that stupid funhouse match. What the fuck are you talking about? They literally went through his entire legacy, righted the wrong that happened at thirty, and poof, disappeared. Yeah, that was definitely perfect for him. I guess I just disagree. I think he needs a, a legit retirement match, but not some stupid film movie thing. Takers was a boneyard match. Also junk. Are we about to have a fight? <laughs> Dude, I don't like the cinematic matches. I like real matches. That is probably the best shit WWE has done in the longest time. 
it was good for what it was, but that's that shouldn't be a retirement match. Yeah. Cena's been in the business 15 <laughs> years. Well, no, closer to two decades. Motherfucker needs to go away. Taker's been in the business for over fucking 30. He needed that to be his last match. Well, if if they're not going to do a send-off match for him, then I want John Cena in the Hall of Fame next year. Too soon. Because... No, because that that may, that marks the twentieth anniversary of John Cena. Two thousand twenty-two is twentieth anniversary. Fuck! They kept Rock out of the Hall of Fame for the longest time, and he hasn't he hasn't wrestled continuously for since fucking twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck the Rock. Fuck the Rock. <laughs> I can't. I can't smell what he's cooking anymore. Jesus so. Christ, Joseph and Mary. I mean, with that fucking logic, we might as well have Orton in the Hall of Fame. Might as well have Lesnar in the Hall of Fame. Might as well fucking okay. have pretty much everybody from OVW's 2002 graduating class in the Hall of Fame. No. First of all, Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, definitely should not ever be in the fucking WWE Hall of Fame. Let's not go into that because he's a fucking cauliflower ear motherfucker. But uh, John Cena Hall of Fame next year and Orton Hall of Fame two years after he stops wrestling. Because Orton probably goes for another four or five years. I, I bet. see the him dude's go just for another killing ten. It. He's just killing it. He you know? is. And he's in his 40s. He's fucking going good. RK bro, baby. He's I was so trying to avoid right that. I was so, so trying to avoid that. He's like, hey, man, we could be RK, bro. And there it was. Bro. I love it. Bro. <laughs> Fucking Christ. We could get matching scooters, bro. <laughs> the day I see Randy Orton go down that ramp on a fucking scooter is the day I've lost all respect for WWE. And I will be a full AEW oh, mark. Man. Like, fuck, I will never watch WWE again if that happens. I hope it does happen, just so that you don't happen. watch it anymore. Wow, thanks. Make me just fucking give up my passion. That's great. Thanks, Matt. That's, that's what a great friend does. Jesus Christ, you fucking bastard. Can't help myself. Yeah, you can. You just choose not to. That's a fact. Yeah, see, there you go. Oh, boy. I was so trying to not fucking have that RK bro ever show up on this podcast. I was I was really trying really hard to not fucking say a word to you about it. Well, just for that, I might uh, show up with a scooter next week and uh, pull me a couple Matt Riddle skits, but we'll see. Okay. I'm going to enter the podcast every week by kicking my flip-flops off and hanging out over here. And that's how we're going to fucking stay away from that. Um, No, we're going to end the podcast. <laughs> that's how we're going to end the podcast, right there. Um, oh, uh, before I forget, fuck Pat oh. McAfee. Um, so, there's that. And, uh... <laughs> No, he tried dressing up as Vince McMahon for the retro fucking SmackDown. 
never do that again. Pat, I'm <laughs> Pat, I'm looking right at the fucking camera, buddy. Look, look right here. If you ever watch this, and I hope to God you do, you can never be Vince McMahon, you can never sound like Vince McMahon, and you sure as fuck could never act like Vince McMahon. Stay to your football bullshit. Be next to your little chihuahua, Michael Cole. You know, just calm down there, big guy. We'll we'll get to you. We'll get to you soon enough. You know, you're talking about one of the best SmackDown commentators of all time, Mr. McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee is a great SmackDown commentator. Like, Mike Adamley was a great Raw GM. Ooh, McAfee as a GM. Now you're talking. That would be great. <sighs> Remember, kids, with it. Susie across the street for attention. Downs the street for results. <laughs> think, think very long and hard about this, Matt. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, I'll show you off air. Um, <laughs> for those of you who did get that, thank you. For those of you who didn't get that, talk to your parents. Um, <laughs> no, so as we always end the podcast, F. Mary Kill, and since you brought up SmackDown commentators, I'm going to bring up SmackDown commentators for you to F. Mary Kill, Matt. No deal. Taz. J.R. Ooh. Mick Foley. I think I got to marry J.R. because he's got good barbecue. And I'm going to have a one-night stand with Taz, I'm pretty sure. Just to get that out of my way. That'll be a workout. Good luck trying to kill Mick Foley. Right, right, right. (laughs) It's too bad you didn't say dude love, because I'd have had to have a one-night stand with dude love. You can can literally (laughs) tell Mick Foley, dress up like dude love. I'm going to fuck dude love. That's what's going to happen. All right deal that's what i'll do and then i'll kill Taz. yeah that's fine oh my <laughs> god i hate you for making me choke on water you fuck what can i say long live mcafee <sighs> thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for listening to this wherever you are listening to while you're driving while you're working uh whether it's day noon or night uh thank you we so we appreciate all the love and the support you guys give us uh please subscribe to the podcast uh leave reviews so other people can try to find the podcast and you know what next week special treat for the youtube watchers me and Matt will be in the same room at the same time recording the podcast and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be really worth what well worth the wait so I can't wait for you guys to watch that the week after this long overdue long overdue, long overdue yes 
and we're going to give our... We'll be summarizing Backlash, yeah, right? Summer, we'll be summarizing Backlash and probably a couple news stories on top of it and answering your guys' TikTok questions on top of it. Uh, for Matt, this is Cody signing off, saying good night, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, be thoughtful, be kind, be safe, and Pat McAfee, eat dog shit. <laughs> Happy weekend. <laughs>